live for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. Hello, everyone. So tonight, we are going on the West Coast. We will meet wonderful creator. It's a family. That's the first time I have a family all together. So I will put the little promo so you could see the Segunda family. They are with us tonight. So yes. Feel free to ask questions during the interview, uh, write comment from where you are watching. And yeah, we'll remove the, the green screen. I feel uh, I, I'm too green right now. <laughs> I will be more raw with the wall. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, everyone, so happy to see you. I'm Caroline. I'm the host of the Puppet Podcast. I'm doing this adventure with my partner, Eli, who is the marketing genius behind this. So he helped me with the promotion and how to help puppeteers to, to get more visibility with the online social media world. So I want to let you know also that we help the community by doing also workshop and coaching now so we have a group coaching to help puppeteers with their social media so maybe you're like me like sometimes you ask those questions about like what social media could do for me how it's part of the artistic career like how it's it can make me rich or can i have more popularity like what is the philosophy behind this we we often think about it but basically for puppeteers it's really to put our work out there and we have a program that we do so feel free to have a look on our website puppet podcast slash free training and we have a video and we explain our vision of how social media could help puppeteers so that was the little promotion announced but now let's fall into this wonderful interview so please welcome everyone in the drum roll the familia segunda hi Hi, thank you to, to accept the invitation to be part of the show. We're really glad to be here. <laughs> yes, so I want as an introduction, uh, have you maybe introduce yourself to the community who are watching and your, uh, your way through puppetry? My life with puppetry? Yeah, how you enter into oh. this world well, originally i was more of a visual artist and doing fiber arts so uh here's an example of the kind of maybe fiber arts i do it's a it's a mask and it's made out of sizal that i dyed myself and then this was one of the characters in in a show that i toured with linda here and here i'll just put it on yeah because it's a lot of great texture this mask Wow, <laughs> so cool. So uh, in addition to doing fiber arts, I was really interested in, you know, certain philosophy and how I could express it through the arts. So things like Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with them, with Joseph yeah, Campbell. Dreams and stuff. And a lot of, a lot of ritual shamanic uh -huh. religion and that kind of thing so i thought it would be interesting to explore that 
not any specific culture or tradition, but just kind of in a general conceptual way, explore that. So I was a visual artist. So then um, I did a few shows at opening of a gallery exhibit, you know, uh -huh. with fire and masks. And uh, I performed alone, but I had some of my friends helping out with the fire and that type of thing. So then uh, it was more, it was a lot of fun doing that. So I tried to put together a, a tour and a theater company and work with people, wonderful people like Linda. <laughs> so yeah. we did many pieces. Theater of Giants. Yeah, Theater of Giants. One of the interesting pieces that we did, oh, maybe you could hold it so it's held right. Yeah. One of the pieces that we did is called the Bird Ballet. And you see, I mean. On stilts, right? Yeah. So Linda in real life is a ballet dancer. So um, uh, Linda did quite a bit of work too. And we made these giant ballerina puppets. So she's really on point in hers. And then I'm on stilts. So this particular Photograph was taken in a theater in Hong Kong. We got to go over there. Oh yeah, bring one. Bring. You you get travel like to travel with puppetry a lot. Yeah. Oh. So this was in 1987. So here's the point shoe. You see, wow. this is the still. This is the whole still. So, that's so brilliant to to have like <laughs> Well, just so you can see how long it is. It's long. And so then when you put this on, your foot goes up here. So this is where, and so you're way up in the air. Uh-huh. Wow. That's so, so brilliant. So here's, yeah, here I'll just, whoops. Go ahead, I'll just okay, show, you, show, show you the whole Yeah, to have pictures, it's always good. So yeah, I can put you bigger, I think, with that. So you can, oh, okay. if like this, so you can really show. Wow, yeah, we can see the end result. On this shot, on this photograph, see, I'm on the stilts backstage when the curtains are closed, and I'm standing up and I, I'm lifting up a stage hand. Wow. Backstage. Oh, wow. So, so here we have the. Oh, here's the actual ballet. Gallery. Here, I'll, I'll move the um, camera just to show it a little bit better. Yeah. See the head and neck and the tutu. Here, I'll just reach. There's a heart. There's a harness on it. That uh -huh. We'll put it on now because the ceiling, even without the stilts, is not big enough. But inside here, there's a head that you wear. So there, you can see the head. And the head move. The heads move. So you see, I'm moving the head now with my with my hand, but it. Normally would be it's a hat that you normally yeah, so you wear on your hand, yeah. On your head, like a helmet, like that. Uh huh. Wow. They require a lot of neck strength. Yep. Yes, and and I want to know um, also more about also Jolene because y like you arrive in this family puppetry passion after and and what makes this art an art that you cherish with your family yeah so i grew up with surrounded by all the masks so to me this was just kind of my normal life as a child 
Um, and uh, well, my dad was reminding me of kind of a story that happened when I was younger, um, because obviously like all kids, I played with dolls and I loved Barbies. And so I wanted my dad to make me a, a Roman costume for my Barbies. <laughs> Um, so he did, he like crocheted this like sort of like underwear type thing for my Barbie. Um, but I didn't like it because it was too big. And so I said, you don't know how to crochet. And he's like, well, um, just let me show you. So then he came out with one of his, um, his masks and do you want to show it? Yeah. Okay. He'll, he'll show you the, the mask that he came out with, but when he came out, like he hid in the bathroom, put it on. And then I peed my pants when I saw him come out wearing this. <laughs> wow. That's so fascinating. Yeah. And this, um, this mask, um, I will go big. Okay refer to these ones as the um, the eating stomachs because they did a lot of school shows back in the 80s, like before I was born. And um, they had a question answer period. So the kids would always um, say all sorts of weird comments and questions. And one, one kid referred to these as the eating stomachs. And so they've been referring to them as that ever since. Yeah, and you go out by the mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Here, all. <laughs> I always love like whenever we have like parties at our house or anything or anyone comes over we always put these on and and show them because it's just a fun thing to do <laughs> we love it <laughs> oh the eyes close <laughs> oh <laughs> oh that's so nice <laughs> they eat each other <laughs> wow <laughs> that's so cool i want i want it big again yeah and then sometimes we do like in shows that they've done and then i've got to perform with the masks as well um like more recently um after they had kind of not done the company as as regularly but we would still do occasional performances so I got to wear the white mask before. Um, and we do like one sequence where the white mask gets born out of the brown mask's mouth. Um, wow, so that's so cool. So you get into it like really, yeah. And I want to show you because we have people watching from all over, like we have uh, who say cute, yeah, here, Viviana, that's amazing. And and Louis, who are watching from Mexico right now. And and for sure, we, we talk about you have family also watching. So <laughs> hi, everyone. Thank you for being yeah. with us in this. And if you have any questions, and I think we have a question from the audience, from Viviana. Yes, here it is. So how long does it take to make a mask like that? That's a good question. Well, it is a good question. There, because there are so many different kinds. Yeah. There's this type, you know, that's knotted. So when I dyed all the material in it, it, you Tell know, what the material is. yeah, it's sizal. <laughs> and so I made enough to make many, many masks, you know, maybe Here, 50, I dyed 50 or a hundred pounds of sizal at once, all, different colors and you sort of you could start with 
a red dye bath, and then you add a little bit of yellow and then a little more yellow after a while, and then you kind of get transitions mm. of color that way. So you don't have to totally change the dye. So you dye, do it all at once in a day or two. And then, so just to make the face, I think I could do it in a day or most of it in a day. And then mm. the rest of it, like the hair and the hat what takes another day. Oh, this is goat hair. Uh, so it, I crocheted, I spun this goat hair. Uh -huh. Crochet it, you know, just chains. To make, so, yeah. chains. make little dreadlocks. <laughs> yes. And we have Chad who asks, how heavy is that mask? Is it heavy? Let's see. Weight, that's a good question. I would say it's in it's about 2.4 kilograms. Mm. Less. No, make it 1.5 kilograms. But how would you but, compare but that the, to the brown mask? The brown mask. Oh, the brown mask is heavy. It's really heavy. Yeah. Really, really heavy. Yeah, if you carry the brown mask upstairs. When I carried the brown mask upstairs a few minutes ago, I was breathing about this hard. <laughs> it's yeah. So it's it's definitely a workout. And the, the brown mask, too, the way you manipulate them as a puppeteer is you have to have your arms up. Yeah. And you're holding a lot of the weight with your arms above your head. So it definitely is very, like, tiring for the yeah. arms. Yeah. yeah. But then there's other puppets like the um, the flamingos, which is probably more like a uh, neck. Yeah, we have like on your neck. neck. Although I haven't manipulated Yeah, I don't one, think but... I've gone on the stilts for 15 years. Yeah. Like, you just sort of, after a certain age, you know. Yeah. Because you, I, there's one funny story. We, with this type of mask... Uh huh. A story about a fat boy who became a hero, you know, and the fat boy had, and Linda often played the fat boy, and the fat boy <laughs> had to hunt these giants who didn't have their hearts in their chests. So I played the giant on stilts, and at the end, the giant dies, so I have to fall down, but it's really hard to fall on stilts. Gracefully. So yeah. what I do is I fall on Linda and our friend Evelyn who played the roles. <laughs> And they would sort of just, I just sort break of touch the them and they break the fall a little bit. Then I go the rest of the way. And, you know, we never really, when we rehearsed it, it just worked the first time. And, and after about a year of doing it, I said, what do you guys do when I fall? Like, it just works so well. I'm just wondering what you do. <laughs> and they said, they go like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we closed our eyes and prayed. <laughs> yeah, it would be fine. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. We have Joseph also. We say, I love this design. I think you inspire a lot of people right now here. You could use that. You could do some that. Oh, there's some music if you want. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, have I put the fish on here? Uh, yeah. May I, I, I ask you a question before we go <laughs> into the music? Okay, Jordan, why don't you do the green Let, Let's do just one a bit of a, a philosophical question. I okay. want to hear you, David especially okay. on, on that one, because I feel it's, it's really important. Um, I want to know, um, for, for, um, for you, do you have a specific definition? Like when you, you say this is a puppet, because you have done also a lot of like visual art, like how you define a puppet versus objects and props and whatever. Do you have in your own word a definition? Well, you know what ha happened because that wasn't really my process because I think 
the first things I'm just trying. Yeah, the first thing I did was the brown mask and the big brown one. That was one of the first I, you know, for the for the performance. It was one of the first ones I did. And then I had a few other kinds, but I thought of it as rebirth. You know, uh -huh. what I, mean? I thought of it's how can I show rebirth? And I'm a we and I'm doing weaving. How can I show rebirth? And at, so. I kind of came up with that idea. And then after it was made, I saw, oh, you can manipulate the eyes and change the expression and interpret music. Or even one time, Jordan and I did it with text and a play. And so, <laughs> you know, I realized that. And then, you know, I might've been doing it for uh, months. And then someone said, oh, I love those giant puppets. And I thought, gee, I never thought of them as puppets. It didn't really start out as puppets. And the same with, I think, the fish. So I can't remember. So I never, because I started out just thinking of how to show, um, you yeah. know, idea, like rebirth, but uh, in more of an abstract or emotional way, how to show that. Uh, so, and how to solve that problem visually, since I was doing some weaving, and crochet, how do you do that? So I didn't think of it as as puppetry until other people started telling me that's puppetry. Yes, that's real interesting. This is like, for sure, because I, I, we have a lot of people who are puppeteers who are watching, but also some people who just started. So I want to maybe hear, and maybe the rest of the family could also answer if you have advice for puppeteers who start or people who get involved with this art form, like some, some, what is the best field of study to become a puppeteer? What I felt is like when we were, when we were at rehearsal, uh, so, well, sometimes because the masks are heavy, sometimes like we had to kind of refresh ourselves on the choreography. So we would do it without the masks on. We do the choreography to the music without the mask. And like when we do it, you know, I were sometimes say I'm not in a scene and then I watch the other people. Everybody is so emotional, you know, because they're doing what they all always do. And they're, you know, thinking of their character and the situation and what, what's at stake and all they're, that's what they're thinking of. Um, but normally they'd be maybe inside some kind of a giant creature. So, but all the emotion is there. And I think that's the, the thing is like, just you're just living the emotion and it's just coming out through the puppet whatever way you know and so that's how i found that's how we just discussed. that's how we met too like he yeah. was auditioning also i, I just to interject and a little bit uh, extrapolate i think that it's really important to have like a, an incredibly sound uh movement background uh -huh. um, because you're moving through, um, you know, a massive structure. So to register those those subtleties and the and the emotions, it takes uh, a lot of um, uh, detail and training to make it uh, the creature personified. Like just to make it become alive and to be able to show the emotion through the um, the puppet. When I I met David in Ottawa with his theater of giants company, I was working with a ballet company, and. Um, most ballet dancers don't want anything to wear anything that's heavy or uncomfortable. And they're all 
how do I look in my costume? They kind of would look at it in that in those terms. But uh -huh. when I met them, I was I was completely in awe and intrigued by wearable art. This is the way I looked at it more than puppetry. I was thinking like, wow, wearable art that I can express and move and dance in. And so it was kind of a neat, um, I think, I don't know if I was one of the first or second uh, ballet dancers that he worked with, but I think it, it extended the, the possibilities in the realms of uh, just how far the puppets could be stretched in terms of physicality. I love this expression. Where wearable? Uh, how you call it? The wearable wearable <laughs> art. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wearable well, art. At yeah. rehearsal, um, uh, yeah. Linda touched on the whole idea of physicality. So I, even if we didn't have a rehearsal, I'd work out every day for maybe three hours, and you know, it was. Um, I took some workshops from. Uh, it called Jacques Lecoq. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's yeah. mine, but I didn't go to France. They Some of the teachers, like, I don't know if you heard of Philippe Gaulier. He yes. came here in Montreal. So I got a Canada Council grant to study there way back in about 1981. And um, so, you know, there's some technique there. And then another summer, I studied with this guy, Yoshi Oida, and so they're just, I just took a lot of workshops. There was other workshops that summer and I can't remember who, but um, you just a lot of, especially movement workshops and it's all related, mime and dance and puppetry. It's all basically the same thing. Yeah, I, I think. all the, the clicks and yeah. the- Yeah. Yeah. Interacting. I feel like with puppetry, it's like having some kind of object that's outside yourself, but you're put you're using that as an extension of yourself but the impulse comes from within and then it's kind of reverberating out to that object so yeah having that movement training is so important because connecting with your own body is is like required in order to extend it outwards to something else just to extend Jordan's idea in acting uh you know film acting or stage acting quite often you have to work with a prop you know it could be anything it could be a book and what you always do is you want to endow the book with a certain quality, you know, just, you know, and you just have, you feel, it starts with the, the feeling, your feeling towards the, the object and also your, your history with it. And you sort you put that into the object. And so it's the same in puppetry, I think, you wow. know, it has a history, you know, a life and, you know, that's that's in your heart and it comes out through the emotion. Even like just with the taking on and off of it, it's almost like putting, I think, like almost like uh, putting on a skin. And then when you take it off, you know, if, just to contrast it, it's not like you take off a, a costume or a, a take a prop and throw it on the floor. So you'd see some people would not treat it with that kind of... Um, Reverence, reverence. Respect, but yeah. there's a sense of when you take it off and place it down, there's a real sense. And even at the end of our tours, we do a big long show and everyone's physically exhausted from like holding up these heavy masks for hours and, and you know, trotting around on stilts and, and so on. And uh, then at the very end, when we're bundling them up, we had kind of a ritual of how they're packaged and put in trunks. And it's, it was almost like, like you're saying, a sort of a reverent way of just closing the lid on them until they, they could come out and breathe again. So mm -hmm. that we just sort of the humans provide the life to the, if you're going to call them puppets or masks or, or, or carriage characters or spirits. Um, I think that's, I think that that was one thing when I was auditioning for 
my husband's company. <laughs> he became my husband. When, when I auditioned, I think he was looking for, he goes, I'm not looking for like how skilled you are as a dancer. How He's looking for someone that would be maybe the right fit in terms of <laughs> not a, just wife. Fitting, <laughs> a wife. That's <laughs> 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 the real agenda. Um, I always quit the audition. But anyway, you know what I mean? Someone that could actually be like have a sense of, um, of uh, artistry, artistry yeah. and really, uh, yeah, being an attachment to this and not just someone who's just doing it for a job and on and off. And it, it, yeah, it, someone who take it seriously by art and yeah. And yeah. it is something that he's created himself. <laughs> so it's in a way like slipping into someone else's skin too. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's like, it's, it's basically having a, a, an honor for the person that had created this too. Yes. It's, uh, it's, yeah. One thing that I think is interesting, <laughs> it doesn't have that much to do with puppetry, but uh, as a family, when I think when maybe I was 10 or nine or 10, this movie came out called Circus with Burt Lancaster and Tony Curtis. It was about the great Wallendas. Do you know the great Wallendas? They're no. a circus family. They, I think they still exist. They do trapeze and tightrope. I must research. And, and so I saw this movie and I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to have a show with my family. So <laughs> when I was 10 or 11, that like some people say, oh, I want to be a rocket scientist or a baseball player. You know, I was like, oh, I want to do a show with my family. So it was kind of, this is, today is like a bit of an extension of that. You know, we're kind of doing a show with my family. So Yeah, <laughs> totally. And it's an amazing, like, I feel you you have a texture and it's, it's really what it's about, like a sensibility, a really something, you touch something, deep and and really interesting that i think i people could comment below just if you haven't saw something like that me for you are kind of the first that i really discovered like this and oh, maybe we could do while linda uh Tells well, I tell you a story. <laughs> goes on with that point you just made. <laughs> Jordan and I will put on these other two masks, okay? The, yeah, the we could put some, I could put some music on if you'd like. Yeah, once, yeah. once you get okay. them on or whatever. Let's go into action. I will put you in, in big also. So, yeah, people, if you have also question for the, the family, feel free to write it and I will bring it in, into the screen. They, they will perform for us that's so exciting it was kind of neat when our daughter was born and then you know she had this strange introduction into whoa what a crazy family um it was really neat when she did first like i was talking about slipping onto a skin i kind of went wow this is almost like she's been do doing this her whole life no one instructed her how she just sort of the first time she put a mask on i was just like i can't believe it it's like she's been in our company all these years i don't know if it's a, a genetic inheritance or something for puppetry, but it's pretty neat Anyway, it looks like they're kind of ready. So I'll put on some, just some background music for you. Yes, like. and I, I put you in big. You have the full screen. Here. So this was a romantic way that actually David and I met as the two fish lovers. Berlin's playing the green fish, which I would to play. And it does transform into a mermaid as well. And so these lovely fish would be uh, on stage with beautiful lighting that was very watery and moody and conjured up a beautiful feeling of underwater fantasy. Oh, so cool. 
and these were macrameed by David. All the all the fibers hand dyed, and eyes can be manipulated with the hands. The training comes in really handy with lots lots of hours of training to move very seamlessly, so that your feet are just look like they're floating and not walking in the puppets. <laughs> That's so magic with the music. I think my favorite uh, part of this was when the two fish kissed. Oh. That was it. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Oh, there's Joy Lynn. She's going to maybe transform into a mermaid. I don't know if I ever taught her how, but I don't think I ever <laughs> oh, she never learned how. Never but learned how to do but it. yeah. Anyway, it emerges as a, as a mermaid as well. Oh, <laughs> we, we didn't practice that. <laughs> That's improv. We love improv. <laughs> wow. Want to put on some octopus or anything? Or? Okay. David's so, going to slip on some, one or two other things. He's got a, a giant um, that he would oh, be so normally... Oh yes, we could. You could explain how that was. This was used again, but this was a giant. Oh, yeah. that do, was, you wanna, uh, do you want to help him? And I'll oh, help him. Yes. Yeah. You do the, the, some of the costumes need a. Oh, here I'll I'll, I'll cover them up. So, <laughs> some of the costumes need a little bit of like getting into. But um, this year during um, COVID, when we were in isolation, um, we made a YouTube series called Isolation Nation. Um, and it's not really a puppet show for the most part. It's just a like one person show. Like I play all the characters um, and it's kind of like physical comedy, which is one of the areas of performance that I um, do the most, although I also do puppetry. Um, but anyway, we used in episode five, we used this puppet um, in the sort of climactic moment of the episode. Yes, and for sure you, we can put the link for, for the big reveal. But <laughs> yeah, but you can we can put the link of your episode for sure below the interview, and and oh, if sure. people are curious to see more of your social media, it could be really interesting. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. Anyway, oh. here, here's the puppet. You can see. Oh my God! I want it big. <laughs> Wow. That's such like the ritual. I feel we can really get this um this aspect like as he, he said david said at the beginning it's really part of like something bigger than the moment it's really like really deep and interesting yeah wow. it really has a, a big energy for sure yeah all of these we used in a show some of them were some of the pieces were abstract like you would see in a dance show and some of them were narrative and they had a story Oh, yeah. did you want to do the octopus? Okay. Yes. And David, I have a question for you. Okay, good. I want to know, like, 
Um, uh, do you feel that puppetry is in an ascension? Do you feel it's more popular? It's or yeah. What do you feel about that? Oh my gosh! Well, COVID changed everything. Yeah. You know, and um, but you know, one way of looking at it is, you know, if you find that you're passionate about some something, because some people are passionate about things that most people don't even know anything about. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're passionate about it, maybe whether it's ascending or not is not that important, you know, if, if you feel passionate about it. But, uh, you know, I think realistically, because of companies like HBO, Netflix, all that, they they are capped because it's also good what they do. It's sort of capturing the attention of most people. Mm -hmm. for entertainment so I think you know puppetry maybe in in fringe festivals do you ever go to fringe festivals yes yes yeah it you know it's really great in that and I think for fringe is very nice because it's like a little tribe or a big pretty big tribe it's or several tribes and people really relate in a very close way and Some people that go to the fringe a lot, they have groups they're fans of, and it's yeah. it's really nice, but it's not huge, you know, and maybe you're happy if you get 30, 40, or 50 people at I your think, show. I think that puppetry is, is like gaining more popularity in, in the film world, though. Like, I think there's, we're seeing like a lot of like big, like puppet things in film and the TV too. So I think like in some ways it's, Gaining popularity and like certain that's right through that maybe not so much like live theater puppetry though like that probably yeah. isn't growing but I think like in the film scene yeah. probably certain yeah. forms of puppetry are are seen I would say this form of puppetry <laughs> probably not <laughs> yeah, it's a, a special special yeah. custom brand yeah <laughs> have you seen being John Malkovich yes. Yes, that's that. So there, they show how popular puppetry is. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's go for the performance. Here's Joylin. Oh, here's Joylin doing the octopus. That's amazing. Wow. I feel really privileged. I feel oh, I, I get in touch with 
something really unique, really personal. It's so cool. So amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the costumes have been packed in the trunk for nine years, and when you take them out and move around, there's so much oh, dust. <laughs> yes. So if people want to see more of your work, want to contact you, want to, to have some, some interview, let's say how it goes, where they, they should watch. Do you have like social media website? Oh, to plug? I, I, I don't actually. <laughs> I don't, I'm sort of the opposite of you. Because <laughs> in the beginning you were going, how, how you use social media to make yourself known. And I, well, I'm not on any, am I on any platform? LinkedIn! I'm oh, on LinkedIn! LinkedIn. <laughs> but he's, but, he's surrounded by two females that are heavily, heavily uh, immersed in social media. Yeah. Do you want to say your links on there? Yeah. No. Oh, if anybody wants to take a ballet class, oh, yeah. the best ballet classes ever led by Linda R. Kellyan. <laughs> um, so you can go to her Facebook group dance oh, classes put, put with Linda R. Kellyan um, and join and everyone's welcome. And She's offering free classes online right now. Yeah, um, so it's been about 10 months. I've done about 11 dozen free classes and I'm going strong. Imagining I'll probably be able to um, continue for a long time. Um, yeah, so yeah, people are welcome to do that if they'd like. Oh, and yeah, she always makes special occasions in her classes. Can we show them? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We go to a lot of trouble to just try to make. It was her, um, one of her students' birthday yesterday, and she made this pretend cake out of paper. Wow. <laughs> could be a good uh, cake for a puppet, a different yeah, style right. of puppet. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. But everyone should definitely check out that. Yeah. And then I also. Show her how the sexy man jumps out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, That's the next. That, yeah, yeah, episode. the next episode of Puppet Podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also do have like some social media YouTube things. Channels, yeah. Um, yeah, my my YouTube channel. We haven't made anything super recently, but um, in the spring and summer, we made six episodes of Isolation Nation. So you can see that under Joylin Secunda on YouTube, and then I also have. Uh, Instagram, Joylin Secunda, and Facebook, Joylin Secunda Productions, um, yeah. where I yeah. like my performance stuff, which is like a bit of puppetry and also like acting, character comedy, movement, all sorts of things in that realm. That's so cool. Yeah. Multidisciplinary artist. Yeah, That's and I'm fo I'm following in the steps of my parents, so I'm really grateful for. <laughs> All that I got to learn growing up with movement and puppetry and the freedom to express myself artistically as a younger person has definitely uh, influenced me, like going forward into my adult life and my career. So yeah, I'm when, so grateful for this sort of upbringing <laughs> that I've had. When she was about 19 or 18, she said, oh, I got a job at Mech. And I said, oh, no, you don't want to work for anybody. Just improve your art and try to get you know a show going you know <laughs> don't waste your time doing a store you know? i know i didn't even work one day there so it worked oh, yeah, out. She, had, 
She had a job. Then she I worked became one a day. pirate, and then I also didn't do that for very long because I got another better wow. job. Wow. job, and then, but, but yeah. Yes, keep it but in that, the arts and yeah, link to exactly. purpose. That's so key. That's a good advice to, to, to say to others. Keep your purpose there and and follow your dream that's so yeah. cool yeah i mean i don't think it's like always available like depending on your like circumstances but i've been very fortunate that like i've let i've like my path has led me to places where i was able to have like jobs even sort of more like jobs just for my income that were like involved in art so um yeah i've been very lucky in that yeah. in that sense and it's been a way of like growing my career growing my artistry so yeah, yeah. And it's really nice that's always my advice to people too is that to continue to train consistently and to continue to um kind of flame their own fires of your own of your passion because mm -hmm. it's not always as as Jordan was saying it's not always available to you that the work will come or the perfect job or whatever but yeah. as long as you're continuing to hone in on your own your skill and um and believing in yourself and your passion to, to ignite that is it's really it's, it's enormously helpful in terms of um, succeeding as an artist because if something doesn't happen like oh and you just dry up like you know you could keep watering your own plant and I think mm -hmm. that takes a lot of self discipline with which is really not easy for a lot of people um, it's easier when you're told to do something or it's expected of you but when you have to um, have to make it happen yourself it takes an incredible amount of um, self-motivation, dedication, discipline, and it's yeah. not, it's not an easy journey, but it's definitely worth it. The fruit, the fruits of the, of the effort mm -hmm. come, come in moments when you can share with an audience and share yeah. on, on this kind of platform too, and hopefully inspire others to do the same. Yes. Yeah. Such wisdom in those words. It's so cool. Thank you so much, David. Oh, light. The light comes out. <laughs> yeah, Linda, David, and Jolene. Thank you so much. The wonderful Segunda family. It's so an honor to have you on the show. So for inviting us. It was beautiful gesture on your part. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I... I I will say, uh, I will have to remove you from the screen, uh, but you can stay in the virtual studio and we can chat after that. I will just do the conclusion. So uh, see you in, in, a, in a moment. Bye everyone, thank you. Bye. Boom, and everyone, thank you so much for watching. And it was another incredible, incredible episode again. So um, I want to invite you also for our gala. We are doing an online gala. I know it's kind of unusual how we will gather all the community together, but we put this together with the Zoom platform and we want everyone, like all the community is invited. So here is the promo here. Yes, the Puppet Podcast Gala. So it will be on January 3rd, 3-0, yeah, 30. So, and it will be at 2 East. So if you're in Pacific, it's 11. If you are in Europe, it's 7. We want everyone um, together for this wonderful uh, Saturday afternoon, evening, and get puppeteers together and, and get a lot of passion towards this media so everyone feel free also to have a look on 
here I just put the Patreon. This is the platform we put together to give workshop to the community and, and support each other. So you can have a look on this too. But I will wish you a wonderful evening. Stay safe and see you next week for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. Bye-bye.